to Brunch with me, Noreen Mayer, today. Let's welcome back on the program the one and the only Cruzy McCalligan. Cruz, welcome back for the midweek audio column. Hello, Noreen. How are you today? I'm very well, thank you. Yes. I love your hair, i got to say. Thank you. Even though it's radio, can I just describe it to the listeners? Please describe it. <laughs> Cruz has this beautiful head of red hair anyway, and it's super shiny. But towards the end, at dip dye, I think is what they call it, she's got this beautiful, luscious pink color, and it just brightens up everything. Thank you. Yes. You know, it's my humble and feeble attempt at being fun, funky and fresh. <laughs> okay? I love because, it. Um, you know, that feeling we, we have as um, mothers of multiple children that I don't always feel fun, funky or fresh. Um, well, you definitely yeah. look the part, Thank you. Rosie. Thank you. Yes. So there we go. So it's a little tonic for myself. It lifts me, um, which is also kind of what we're talking about today, but not really. That's a poor segue. Do you have... Obviously, we are in what many would refer to as like the Panadol years with our children, right? Yes. Right? Okay. Do you have a stock of paracetamol at home? We do. And yeah. sometimes we can't even find Panadol and we just buy paracetamol, which is yes. the yes. same, which yes. is, you know, Panadol is just the brand. Yes. Yes. Um, so this is interesting. I don't know if you've had similar, but with the waves of illness that have ripped through children's educational establishments in the last few months, it's like post-COVID world, right? So, and also just young children. They, uh, I feel like my children, it's probably, I have three, they will take turns getting a fever, getting an illness, whatever it is. And even though I am not actually a medication happy person myself in terms of like, when I have a headache or something, I don't tend to take a Panadol or Paracetamol or painkiller because um, I always assume there's another reason for it, right? So, Maybe dehydration. Yes. Or... Actually, I remember reading a fact that was like, you know, um, and this is the incorrect, this is an incorrect statistic, but um, it was something like nine times out of 10, um, the glass of water that you have to take the Panadol is the thing that helps with the headache more than the Panadol. Or whatever. That's the, an incorrect statistic, but it was I something. Like the way you phrase it. It's incorrect. <laughs> I'm but like, still, I'm going to take it public away. Broadcasting. With me. <laughs> I'm not going to have false information. But the point is, it was that, that that idea, right? And so I think for myself, I'm like, oh, if I've really got a really bad headache, there's probably a reason for it. If I've got some pain in my body, there's probably a reason for it. Um, but I'm not against taking it. Now, with children and fevers, it's about keeping them comfortable, right? So it's paracetamol. And, um, you know, you take them to a doctor and they're like, well, you know, just rest, fluids give them some paracetamol and you're like, okay. Um, so I just wanted to think about it a little bit because it's this kind of ubiquitous thing that we all have in our fridges and cupboards, with, especially when you have young kids. What is it? What is paracetamol? Um, it's, you know, it's a, it's a mild pain reliever and apparently it dates back to 1893. This was the first time it got its clinical use. Now, paracetamol is the brand name for a medication that is commonly called acetaminophen, acetaminophen, uh, Tylenol or Panadol, which are the other words we hear from it. Um, and it has several well-known uses, mainly being a fever reducer and a mild pain reliever. Um, and this medication has been in use for decades, right? Absolute decades. Now, <clears throat> it's kind of an interesting thing when we think about it, because I might imagine what it would have felt like to somebody to discover paracetamol and when it works, like why does it work? Um, so it was discovered in 1893, now, in the Middle Ages, obviously a very different time, a much filthier, more diseased time, um, there were only two compounds against fever that were known. So Sicilians, which was derived from the willow bark, which is what aspirin is derived from, I didn't know that, and quinine, which is a medication used against malaria, also an ingredient in tonic water. That's right. Yeah. 
<laughs> You're I like, see the I was, segue. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it wasn't until 1873 when Harmon Morse discovered paracetamol after an anecdotal chemical reaction. And actually, until 1893, which is 20 years later, paracetamol was not isolated as such in the urine of people who had taken phenacetin, which is another medicine used against pain and, relevant, um, pain and fever that was discovered in the 1880s. So after a few um, studies... Finally, in 1955, paracetamol was put on sale in the USA under the name of Tylenol. And in 1956, 500 milligram paracetamol arrived in the United Kingdom under the name of Panadol. And that makes sense. I know my American side of the family are like, just pop a Tylenol. And then my mother will say, have you got any Panadol? So there's a cultural shift between the names. Um, and now today it can be found virtually anywhere in the world pretty easily, which is great. Um, but yeah, so it's it's an interesting concept when we think about like what what it actually does. But it is effective in like lowering a, uh, lowering a child's fever or low, lowering um like decreasing pain. Have, do you take it if you have a headache or something like that? I do. I'm I'm pretty bad with Panadol. I do like to take it every time I have a headache, which is bad because it actually stores in your liver. Oh, so, yes, you can absolutely overdose, which we'll go on to in a minute. You shouldn't be too happy about it. No. You should definitely stick to the recommended dosages of absolutely. it. Absolutely. 100%. Um, now, after the initial introduction in um, the 1950s, um, the manufacturers removed it from commercial use until 1953. So people did kind of, you know, they, they switched it. You could only get it by prescription until 1959. So today it's pretty much, you can buy it in 7-Eleven, you know, it's pretty easy to get. Um, but yeah, so it's very interesting. Now the exact science of how the drug works is unknown. Um, so there's dozens <laughs> of credible theories available. Scientists and doctors believe the drug works in your brain and spine or on your central nervous system. And it acts as a mild pain reliever in that it lowers the pain signals intensity. It's not curing the pain. It's lowering the intensity. That's yeah, that's right. why. Yeah. That's why I always it like, masks the symptoms. It masks the symptoms, um, and then um, it can reduce or stop the number of protaglandins that your body releases as well. And these substances can make you run a fever or feel more pain. Now it's interesting because I recently had um, a bout of feverish children. And when my baby girl was very fevery and there was some mums in a WhatsApp group talking and they said, oh, my husband has said to just let the fever burn because it is a good sign for the child. And yes, a fever is an indication your immune system is working, but also it's like it can be very uncomfortable and make you feel very unwell. And prolonged fevers can be very dangerous Absolutely. as well. Absolutely. They can run risk of febrile seizures in young children Absolutely. and things like that. Um, but this is why we people take Panadol to help with mild pain and reduce fevers. Um, and as long as you take the recommended dose, it is a safe medication. So what are some of the common uses of paracetamol? Um, so headaches, around 15% of the Australian population, don't worry, specifically the Australian population, um, has or has had a migraine or a headache. Um, this drug can lower, that's a very low percentage of the population that's had a headache. And also, I've heard Panadols don't work with migraines. I mean, sometimes when you just have that head-splitting yes, yes. headache, and I've tried to have two Panadols, and it just, I mean, I don't think I've ever had a, a real true migraine, the ones that people sort of say it's like light sensitivity mm. but i have friends who've had that before and Gosh. panadols just Doesn't do touch not the work sides, no. yeah um but yeah so it 
Yeah, fifteen percent seems seems quite, quite low. low for people who've had a headache. Maybe like, they're really chilled yeah, lifestyle. Yeah, they're yeah. like, oh, it's not a headache; it's just a, a head a head pound or something. Yeah. Um, muscle aches and pains. So the medication is also anti-inflammatory, which means it could help with any muscle aches and pains. It could help reduce any tension. I know my children get growing pains. You know, they get very sore legs oh, sometimes yeah. at night. Um, and and teeth as well because oh, yeah, they're teeth, teeth growing yes, as well, that's which true. sometimes can trigger a fever. Yes. Toothaches, yeah. toothaches. A lot of the time, inflammation is the cause of toothaches, and this drug can remove. Um, it can reduce the amount of inflammation you have and it also lowers your pain response. Arthritis is inflammation, so paracetamol can help with that as well. And fevers, so we've talked about this as well. It can help people to regulate body temperature as well. Um, so it's it's like it's got all these different kinds of uses. Um, most people are safe to take paracetamol. This includes women who are breastfeeding and pregnant. I know I definitely was very grateful for that after my two sections. Yeah, mastitis, everything, all of the all of the many pains associated with childbirth. I'm very grateful for the pranks there. I think I even took um, a bit of Panadol when I had caffeine withdrawal when I was pregnant. To be honest, I was like, because, that's I know what that headache is. Well, you know, Panadol Extra. The extra ingredient oh. is caffeine 65 oh. migs of it is it really yeah. i didn't know that yes. you know also talking about like placebo effect and marketing i am such a sucker for it like you know they've shown that even if you have paracetamol like if you get it prescribed from a doctor it's just a little white pill in a packet if yep. you get it in the supermarket it's like optizorb extra fast fast acting like did all that stuff actually has a massive effect on me and they've proven that it can it can be exactly the same it's product it's the same yeah exactly. the same product but it will have more of a an effect on you if it's got the the lingo around it yeah because i think during um covid or when people couldn't get paracetamol or panadol there was uh, there was this one that was still on the shelves and that was panadol for your back joint oh, right. pain but if you look at the ingredient it's it was exactly it was exactly that that's 65 um, milligrams of um uh, caffeine which actually makes really? it fast acting wow yeah which is the so same ingredient as um panadol extra wow yeah. gosh that's interesting yeah. look at you reading the packets you clever savvy consumer because I take so much of it I'm like oh, <laughs> Let me, I should probably look into this um, now some people should avoid taking Panadol um, this would include people with liver or kidney problems as we talked about it can be very toxic to build up in your liver mm. if you take too much or something right. um, people who've had an allergic reaction to it people who drink more than 14 units of alcohol a week I didn't know that I didn't know yeah, that yeah oh. so if you are drinking a lot of alcohol you shouldn't be having Panadol just 13 units yeah. <laughs> um, or people who take medicine for epilepsy or or tuberculosis. Oh, yeah, I didn't well. know that either. Oh. Yeah, so it's um it's it's quite interesting that you know um the way that it that it works in the body. Um but I find it yeah, it's it's funny that we have this thing and it's quite normalized. We have it at home. I remember when I first had children just being so scared when your child you have your first baby and your first baby gets their first fever and you have to give the medicine and you just through the syringe through the little and syringe in yeah. their mouth and it's just oh it's it's nerve wracking. And you have to calculate it to their weight yes, as well. Absolutely. Because sometimes then, the um, moles are yep. different for the weight as well. Yeah, totally. Whereas now I you're like never do that. let's just yeah. see if they are uh, just see if they need some paracetamol. <laughs> is it milli um, is it milliliters per per number oh, of years? The suspension. Or something oh like yeah, that? the suspension, yeah. the suspension um, thing. So the correct amount goes by weight. That's correct. It's usually fifteen milligrams for every kilogram. So if your child weighs fifteen kilograms, the correct dosage would be two hundred twenty-five milligrams every four hours. And it's really important that you never double up and you never have too much of it and you don't just take it just because. So just to put that out there. Yes. Um, but it's just a very interesting. thing thing to talk about like I think um, people we do have this kind of uh, you know normalized way of using paracetamol for everything um, you know and that it's it, it is a safe drug when used correctly um, but as you said it's like what is it actually 
good for and it's mainly um, mild pain reliever and fevers and even though it's the first medication that comes to mind if you had like for example the flu or back pain as you say um, actually a lot of recent studies have shown that it's actually useless for those things apparently a study published in the 2015 journal Respirology concluded that paracetamol not only increases the excretion of the flu virus but also doesn't help to improve symptoms or reduce fever at all so when you have the flu like influenza um, that you know it was you just kind of need to wait it out um, in a way unless you have a very high fever in which case I, I'm assuming it would be helpful in some of those ways as well I don't tend to get fevers do you get fevers when you're unwell very prone really? to it yeah wow. and the chills and everything very oh, high fevers too really goodness yeah. me yeah. Um, but yeah and they've also said that when um, the Lancet obviously a very famous medical journal um, said it's used to relieve lower back pain or upper back pain is totally useless um, and that the placebo had equal effect so yeah. that was something interesting there. Um, they also said that um, <clears throat> there was a study in 2015 in psychological science that paracetamol is not only used to reduce pain or fever, but also to reduce emotional swings. So previously it had been observed, which I think would be if you if you were if you, lower if the you pain. were in pain, yeah, exactly, <laughs> you yeah. might swing to a happier state of mind. Really, exactly, let's yeah. be honest. Um, but yeah, so. After that C-section, I mean, you're going to need some pain reliever. You are, right? yeah. yeah. But once again, just to state this, please make sure that if you yes. ever take paracetamol, you take it in the recommended dosage as prescribed by a doctor. Do not take it in excess in any way because it is extremely dangerous if so. Um, but yes, and I have one quote to finish on today about paracetamol, um, which is from Kristen Granger, who says, Excuses are like a paracetamol for the soul. They are immediately available easy to get and fast acting. They take the pain away for a while and make you feel better, but they don't fix the cause of the pain. Yeah. That's very true. Yeah, Masks the symptoms. Excellent. Well, Cruz, thank you so much. We shall think twice before we take the next Panadol because it might not actually help the situation. Thank you so much for your time today. Until next time. Bye for now. Bye.